If you're looking for best practices for your bank or credit union, join us while we talk all things sales, marketing, and strategy for financial institutions. Let's make it happen with FIGRO Solutions. Hi there, I'm Meredith Olmsted, CEO and founder of FIGRO Solutions. We are a digital marketing and sales consulting company, and we work exclusively with banks and credit unions. And I am here with our chief of strategy, Penny Vanderbush. Say hi, Penny. Hey there. So we were just having a really awesome conversation about, well, a few different projects that we've been managing over the last um, you know, six months or so, and kind of reflecting on things that we've been learning around how to keep projects moving forward on time. Specifically, we were talking about website projects. So I was like, let's hit record on this. There's some good takeaways here for our for our users, for our readers, you know, people who visit and people who are just contacts for us. So I wanted to share this with other marketers in the industry because I think this is really useful. So one of the biggest challenges with website projects is keeping them moving on time. And we always find like, hey, we feel like we can build a really solid digital branch for our clients, like start to finish we should be able to do it no problem like 6 months okay and that's with that sounds like a long time but it's a huge lift right so it's a really big project there's a ton of people involved and i'm talking like writing 80 to 100 pages of content getting it all approved getting it launched full redesign all the development everything 6 months you should be able to do it no problem but i'm constantly hearing from people and we are running into it too who don't meet that that 6 month kind of time frame for website projects like i just was talking to a, a colleague at a credit union out in arizona they started a website redesign in january and it didn't launch until september or october or something crazy like that not with us, but with somebody else. So I was like, wow, how, what are the lessons that we're learning about how to keep these big projects moving on time? So Penny, like you had some right out of the gate, you had some really good suggestions. What, where do people need to start? Yeah, I think starting right from the beginning, having the right people in the room. Um, we've definitely experienced times where we're at kickoff meetings, we're starting wireframe, initial design um, and layout, uh, just strategy meetings. And then um, we'll find out that we're missing people who are going to be decision makers or who have a value add at that stage or that we have far too many people in the room. Yeah. And we've definitely gone to kickoff meetings before where there's a, a large audience in the room and everyone has shown up and it's almost too many opinions too mm -hmm. early to, yeah. um, to move things forward. So I think that's an understanding of who needs to be involved at which phases of the project and make sure you have the right people from the start, whether that's removing some people from the meeting yeah. or bringing in um, some key stakeholders who should be there. You yeah. Know, like, I sometimes say like lean towards keeping executive team members off of the initial phases and really only including them once you have a solid direction and you're moving forward into almost final approvals for development, really, like where you have, you know, flushed out kind of the entire look and feel of the project, like the, you know, home pages, product pages, all of that, and then bringing in just for some final buy-in and maybe like a few little tweaks. Um, but I'd say, you know, rule of thumb, no reason for a CEO to be involved in the design phase, really. I mean, it just, it just right. slows things down. 
and honestly can feel like it might not be the best use of, of his or her time. Um, right. And I think in order to accomplish that, you need to have conversations leading up to that point in yeah. which the strategy of the site, the new digital branch has been determined. You know, there's going to be lead capture. You know, it's going to be ADA compliant. You know, it's going to be responsive. Like you have to trust the agency that you're working with to be de- delivering a quality end product. Because I feel like a lot of the times when we see a lot of executives into the room, they're trying to check these boxes that really should just be standards. But mm-hmm. yet many people aren't developing with all of the standards that should be there. So I think when you have the right agency helping you who really understands all of that, then the executives shouldn't feel like they have to be in the room to ensure that those boxes. are. Yeah. The other thing too, is making sure your brand is fully intact and ready for a new project, like whatever kind of project you're going through. Um, Because a lot of people I think come to website projects and development and design the design phase of it. And they're like, Oh, let's redo this. Let's let's, you know, and then you go to try to try to, you know, reference their brand guide or the, what the look and feel that they've had in the past. And it's, they want to go in a completely different direction, but you don't really have capacity or the time built into the project initially for like a rebrand, you know? And even right. so you, if, if you need a rebrand or need to spend some time rebranding before right. you go into a, a website project, that might be an, you know, a whole separate project. Absolutely. I think um, we need to hit record on hitting record on the episode on what to do before you start your website project, yeah, really. <laughs> because there are so many things that need to be in place before you even get to to this point that we're talking about today. Yeah. So once you're there and you've got the right people in the room, what else do we need to make sure that that things keep moving forward? Yeah. You definitely need the right project management tool. And there's so many project management tools out there. So um, it doesn't doesn't really matter which one you're using as long as it works and it's effective. Um, I think it's finding that balance of how to use the tool. If you spend too much time training everybody on how to use a brand new project management tool, then it can get clunky. You want to keep it as simple as possible. Possible. Um, but you need it to also be accurate and detailed. So we like to, when we organize our projects, there's a visual aspect and it kind of just moves left to right across the screen for every single page on the website. So you can see all of like the deposit pages or consumer loan pages visually at a glance. You can see where they are in the process, which ones are still having content drafted, which ones are over in compliance, getting approved. Um, so that simplicity is fantastic. But then also within that, be able to have a spot where you can click on, let's say that auto loan page and it opens up the details and the notes and the conversations Mm -hmm. that have been had about let's do this on the page. Let's not do this on the page. Make sure this is included on the page. And so I think that's really important. Um, But you brought up a great point too, around multiple lines of communication that inadvertently can sometimes mucky the waters, right? Yeah. So like sometimes we've had where you'll have people trying to like instant message about details or a bug or something or an issue on a page. And then they might shoot an email to a few people involved. And then they might put a comment in Asana is our project management tool. They might put a comment on the page in the project management tool. So now you've got three different conversations about the exact same issue. Disaster. Definitely very inefficient. You want to make sure you consolidate your lines of communication around the project down to one consistent main area to drive communication. And if you have to communicate in another one, just make sure you bring the takeaways back to that main line so that you have some place where you have a record of all the back and forth. The other thing I love about project management tools is um, everybody's, I mean, a lot of people are super visual. It's really nice to have that across 
you can, it's nice if there's dates involved, maybe there's a way to calendar things. If not, not the end of the world. But the other thing that I like is having things color coded. So you can really see, okay, everything that's green is done. You know, everything that's red needs attention, orange, yellow, like whatever, you know, you can add some layer of, um, of color coding, not to make things complicated, to make it more clear, to make it more glanceable, easier to see where you, where your attention needs to go immediately. So that can Absolutely. be, can be very and that's helpful. huge. That's huge in the approval process because yeah. typically the people you've got marketers or the agency that you're working with is developing, you know, your SEO content, SEO rich, you're, you're checking all the boxes behind the scenes and, um, you know, in the code and then your on-page content, but then that needs to move into potentially an executive, you know, member who is like the lead of, let's say, consumer loans, or, um, you know, it needs to go over to compliance, whether you have internal compliance resources or external compliance resources. And so these are people who probably have not been involved since the start, but now they're needed. The content is ready for final approval based, you know, the department heads manager of that department. When they can jump into a project management software and it's very clear based on the columns and the in the color coding like i can see the content's been drafted i can see the images have been loaded i can see the lead captures done now here i am now it's my turn and i'm going to yep. go in and i'm going to review the page and then i'm going to mark it as approved and then i can see when i'm done it's going to jump to compliance and then when right. compliance is done right so it's kind of like that if you can have people step in through the approval process later in the game into your project management software tool. And it's so easy for them to understand that is huge and continuing to like stay on track with your, yeah. with the timeline. I will say the fewer people involved in the approval process, the better. Absolutely. So we have seen approval processes that involve like eight different, you know, steps, mm-hmm. very, <laughs> very impactful can be very negatively impactful on time frame. on timeframes. Yeah. We did just recently have to delay a, a launch by a few weeks, not terribly, but lie like a couple weeks because of internal approvals and also internally um, crafting content, writing content that was taking longer than it should have. So that's probably the last thing I'll say is, well, there's two last things, but definitely getting somebody to help. I mean, like bringing in a third party to help write content, to help push your decision makers and your department chairs forward when it comes to approvals to make sure compliance is getting things done and back to you in a timely manner. That's where we definitely come in. We do the heavy lifting when it comes to actually writing the on-page content for our clients. It's a huge, huge win when it comes to keeping projects um, on on schedule. And then the last thing, which is like, you always say this one, um, about when it comes to making decisions mm-hmm. pretty much around anything, but let's talk about website projects. Right. Yeah. So consent versus consensus. If you, if you want consensus of a full room of people with 15 different opinions, you'll be in that room all day long. Yeah. And so at each approval step, whether it's back at wireframe and design, or if it's closer to final launch, you know, there needs to be somebody who is making the final decision. And what you're asking the people in the room for is their consent to move forward with that decision, which means if there's not a business reason, 
to stop this decision. If this decision is not inappropriate in some way, it doesn't meet compliance or regulation or, you know, really is is wrong or incorrect, that then yeah, you can absolutely like speak to that and and stop it. But otherwise, you just do, do you know, do I have your consent to move forward with this decision that I made? And the people in the room have to be willing to give their consent and say, yeah, like personally, it's not my personal choice. I want to pick that design. I wouldn't have worded it that way, but it's not wrong. You know, it's not incorrect or against our brand or anything like that. So I think that's really important, you know, not only in website projects, but really in in every meeting and every culture, if you can adopt, like we're not in this room for for complete 100% consensus from everybody here to get everyone's opinion to align. What we're here to do is put something on the table, a business matter, make a decision and just ask for people's consent to move forward with that. Yeah. And I think that's really big in keeping website projects, Huge. Uh, you know, on Huge. time because there's so many opinions can, can factor in with a, with a digital branch build. And it can be so, and design is so subjective. That's what we're, we always try to remind our clients of, look, this is a very subjective process. You're going to have, if you go out and survey your members to see of all of these five logos, (laughs) you know, which one do you like the most? You're going to get people who like them all. Like, so instead let your trained professionals who know design, who know marketing, who know, you know, market research and your membership really make those hard, those hard, more subjective design decisions, and then keep the approval process around making sure that you're checking all the boxes for compliance and that the user experience makes sense, you know, that it's easy that you haven't put up any unforeseen roadblocks around if somebody lands on a page and they they can't find something they're looking for. I mean, that's really what's key is making sure that your digital branch is is intuitive. It's easy for the user to mm-hmm. navigate and understand. And it also gives them, them a feeling of trust of that they have, um, that they're confident in your institution and they know that you all are a reputable institution that has their best interest at heart at the end of the day. Absolutely. So, Awesome. All right. These are great tips. Thanks so much, Penny. Um, yeah, we have a lot of other really great co- podcasts on the on the website. Please visit us at figro.com and check out some of our other um our blogs and our tips. There are all of our podcasts are like, you know, this length, 10 to 15 minutes. So pretty easy to to navigate through. So um good luck with all of your upcoming projects. And in the meantime, let's just all get out there and make it happen.